0: This is day four of your Goodwood preview shows. Uh, the week has been a bit hit and miss so far, I think it's fair to say, for the team. Very hit for me, thank you very much. Very <laughs> miss for everyone else, essentially. I'm just straight in there with it, I don't even care anymore. Up
1: the self-praise. Uh, yeah, up the self-praise. That, that's uh, a third one with three arms, that one.
0: <laughs> uh, Tony, how's it going? Are you enjoying Goodwood so far? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> And Dan, what about you?
2: I'm good. I'm just uh, catching more dreams.
0: You really are, aren't you? I love it. Love to see it. And Kevin, still in your hotel room. Any chat from the course? Give us some inside intel for once.
3: Yeah, it's been good fun actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Goodwood, uh, but what stays? Uh, what's, what happens? To Goodwood stays a Goodwood, as you know. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. I do
0: know that. I do know those rules to be true. Right. Let's move. Kieran, f- not for on. Kieran
3: Fallon yesterday.
1: Oh, well, I know.
0: Being under the bus he that. went. But anyway. It we'll, it you, know.
1: Press, you know, I've got no sympathy with him whatsoever. Throw the bucket in
3: foul <laughs> <laughs> language has no place in modern society <laughs>
1: naughty boy naughty
0: boy uh, let's they actually ve-
3: can't
1: make himself look even worse can they Jesus <laughs> <laughs>
0: they love it they love it um, let's kick off with the 150 guys it's the Coral Goodwood Handicap for the marathon stairs two miles four and a half furlongs Rashoon is your favourite for Ian Williams Jim Crowley in here uh, Gary Moore has the dual purpose performer Mate Make My Day um Dan, let's start with you today. Um, <laughs> Off you go, Dan. Who do you fancy? This is paying four places with Betfair as well, so you get an extra place. Um, where are you looking in this trappy little event?
2: God, I'm fairly predictable, me, but I'm tempted to give withhold another chance. Oh, bloody um,
0: hell.
2: I think... Uh, <laughs> obviously, Farmer says winner. <laughs> um, more chances than Monopoly board, me. Um <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we know he stays extremely well he's a former says winner he's better off at the weights with resume from that silly small field race at newbury i i mentioned on the last pod when i put him up in that race that he fired third time back last season when he was third in that rodrigo diaz scaramanga race Um that was second time back i think i went a to run too soon I just have loads of respect for for tony bloom obviously Goodwood Horse, likely to get rolling. And this is another race. I mentioned it with the Galway Plate, and I think it was borne out because Hewitt <laughs> was never far away. You you want to be prominent in this race. Um, we haven't had a horse since 2014, I don't think, who's come from the back and oh. withhold looks. Of, I don't want to say he's going to get a soft lead, but it might be him and see appeal, and I don't think there'll be much else vying for it. Thorisdaya. Thur- Buick taking over was the icing on the cake for me.
0: Okay, you've made a valid point. I regret laughing at you now. <laughs> no, I um,
2: deserve to be laughed at. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I quite fancy the chances, Tony, a solid gateway for Hugo Palmer and Tom Marquand. Obviously, Hugo's got Zoffy in here as well. I know it's a completely different test to his good run in the Northumberland plate, but I just think that he might be a less exposed type in here and that is the way I was going but it's a bit unoriginal because he's second best in the market at 11 to 2. I think you're going to go with a bigger swing surely in this.
1: I was looking to get originally when I looked at the race before I saw the prices uh, come up on um, Wednesday morning I was looking to get with make my day but I decidedly underwhelmed when he wasn't a double-figure price anywhere. Well, that's not true. He, he opened up at 11s in the place, but he's now a, a top price eights, and the sportsbook are looking to duck him at 30 to two. So, I've had to look elsewhere, and uh, I've gone with my old friend Milton Harris, um, who actually, who's super, super jack. Actually, beat, made my day at Ascot earlier in the season, and it, having previously won at the track. So, and I think the handicap has played really fair with this horse. He only upped him nine pounds for those victories. And he really should be coming here uh, after two more wins as well. I thought at York, he was really unlucky. He got the door slammed on him at a crucial stage. He nearly reeled in the winner, Evaluation. Only got beaten half a length there. And valuation has won since and finished fourth at Newcastle and is now £11 higher. So that's a massive run. And he only got put up £3 for that, which was very fair. Uh, and he probably should have won at Salisbury last time when he, the drop back to a mile six wasn't ideal. Um, but... If he'd if he'd got a fair crack at it in the final fern, I think he would have won. Now everything about the horse's run style suggests this step up in triple will suit. Um, you know, it's got course form. I think he's really still well handicapped, and yeah, I really like him. He's he's a top prize tens um, in the industry with uh, with a sports with an extra place chucked in. Yeah, um, team Milton here.
0: Okay, team Milton Harris, famously. The only trainer I ever rode out for, and I rode three lots and fell off in two. Classic.
2: <laughs> I so when- no wonder his fortunes have improved since you left. You remind me of
1: Belinda. Did he say that to you? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Stop.
0: No, there was none of that sort of chat. Oh. Fell off twice, and then I never rode out again. So when anyone ever says to me, why do you not ride out? Milton Harris is the reason. Kevin, <sighs> go. Who do you fancy? <laughs>
3: uh, Mellow Magic, Andrew Balling, Mill Reef Colours. Um, she's as slow as an old boat Which is kind of what you want for this um, She <laughs> handles Goodwood well um, Just one of those that she just kind of one pace really um, Has been blasting away around two miles And running well um, She'll handle the track fine The extra half mile will be a help to her I'd say um, Young Ari Davis on board Taking the five off You'd be pretty upset if she wasn't in the frame At the very least And she might just make the breakthrough um, With, the, with the, such an emphasis on stamina As it will be here
0: Okay, one for Andrew Balding, for Kevin in the first. Let's move on to the first, of the group races, the 225, the Thoroughbred Stakes, the um This is over the mile. It's a group three and check and challenge is the favourite at the moment. And I really want him to win this, Dan. I just want him to win this for the team. I love, like, there's so much promise after when he bolted up at Newcastle and then obviously thrown in the deep end since then and disappointed last time. But I think he's entitled to come on for that run. And considering how that run went at Sandown, wasn't it? He, you know, like... He looked like he was going to be well beat and then just kept, you know, the penny started to drop late on. I think he could come on for it fitness wise and also mentally. I really hope he wins this. It's a bit yeah. head and heart for me.
2: No, I, th- I think there's a lot of head to it as well. I mean, he's run four times this horse and on three of them, he's created an absolutely massive impression, hasn't he? He blew mm. out in the Guineas, but he was he was going into it with only two runs under his belt. Not every horse handles new Newmarket. I thought Sandown was a massive effort. He was running off a... A really lofty mark was it in the high 100s? I don't mean like 199, like 108. 108. Or something. <laughs> um, and he was still last. Mark Johnson was making a big playing commentary. Oh, he's still struggling last, but he really motored late on, probably proposes a step up in trip in time. That's just a that's just an undeniably solid effort, I think. Now, big discrepancy here between time form ratings and BHA marks. They make base bay top here. They make him three ahead of Check and Challenge. We've taken such a bullish view of that sundown performance behind Sinjari, who goes in the next. That we've got Check and Challenge nine pounds clear of Bayside Boy. I nine, do. Jesus, yeah, it's a, it's a massive sectional upgrade. The joy of sex and all that. Um, oi, oi. And I just we're think fruity this
0: whole, on this podcast this morning, aren't we? I, I just think <laughs> this whole,
2: yeah, we just it's just a massive a massive upgrade from how far he came from and i think we'd have had him higher than them going into that race anyway to be honest but we're taking a very punchy view of the sandown form and say sinjari's amongst the favorites isn't he for the, the golden mile which is the next race rate the horse a lot and it's it's team buick i mean the man's unstoppable
0: uh, okay two votes for check and challenge and a confident vote from dan barber then and tony you seem shocked by that nine pound difference with time yeah. form
1: yeah, time forms just stick to handicapping and not tipping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing about it. they think they're. Bloody... refer to me as well. <laughs> yeah, they're a tip sheet these days. They're not, not a proper, not proper
2: handicappers, are
1: they? Nine <laughs> pounds.
2: Nine <Five> pounds. <laughs> are you <a> drunk in <laughs> Halifax? Oh, no, we've only. Um, we've just taken a much more positive view. We've rated that performance one one seven. BHA have rated it. I don't know whether one or nine did they go. Well, that's ludicrously low, isn't it? You'd have had him finishing second in the Sussex states, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, probably it was like yeah, that. Yeah. Time
3: yeah. for time farm versus the BHA. Somebody's always got to go.
1: Yeah, and Tony
0: doesn't even like any of those institutions, so don't. So he's on a lose lose here. BHA versus time farm.
1: Uh, well, no, I, I, I have got no time for anybody. So they don't single, <laughs> don't single those out. No time farm anybody. <laughs> I have got a lot of time for Bayside Boy at the price um, oh. at the time of recording on Thursday morning. Bayside Boy is uh, nine to four. Uh, one of the joys of actually getting up at four o'clock every morning is he was yeah. five to two about four o'clock. But uh, I managed to <laughs> snaffle a bit of that. Uh, I just think he's up. I just think he's just massively overpriced. Forget what time for him to say. This is the form horse. <laughs> uh, Jack and Challenge got beaten a noddy Sandown handicap. This horse has been in and infertility, placed in a Dewhurst, won a champagne stakes. Forget his first run. Um, forget his first run of the season, the French Guineas. He was drawn 14 there, and we all know he can't win from a high draw round there. And you know, he—I I put him up at 66s for the St James's Palace Hakes, and he's—he's he's run an absolute screamer. He's one of the—he's one of the many in that race who didn't really get a, a clear run at it, but he finished off really well, only beating two lengths. Um, you know, maybe want a bit of easier ground, but it was fast ground at, at, at Ascot, and they are putting on a lot of water at Goodwood. I mean. Like I said, we're recording this on Thursday morning, and they put five mil on uh, on Wednesday after racing. So they're looking to get it towards good again. Uh, but now I think everything is in place for Bayside Boy here to win, and he could well be one of. Well, I backed him already, and um, I think he's one of my rare short price horses. And I'd be I'd be very surprised if uh, he's not going very close here. And I'd like it, uh, even if the prices suggest otherwise. I'd like him at evens and a match bet with Check and Chuck. Oof.
0: Okay well look this is now two votes for check and challenge it's a showdown Bayside boy check and challenge Kevin come to our dark side with check and challenge
3: Oh look I gave 2 years of my life to time for Vanessa I can't desert him now so <laughs> I, will, I, I will check it. 2 2 fine years of my life in my early 20s in my prime so I can't get, so I can't uh, I can't desert uh, check and challenge I, I just thought he might have a little bit more pace than Bayside boy um, over this course and distance, and um, I I'm sure I loved the run last time as well, so I'm happy enough to go with him. But I can see the case at the prices it wouldn't be a shock if they got closer together. But um, check and challenge is the likely winner for me. So you, you, you're
1: not even mentioning what price check and challenge is because you're embarrassed to mention it
3: 13, <laughs> 13
1: to eight. I mean, 13 to eight check and challenge gets 9, nine to four Bayside Boy. I'd
2: love to say, quote, in the sports book price, really were, but we judged at SP so. I'm guessing the 30 to 8. Actually, I think he's going to go off 8 to 13. He's a certainty, isn't he? <laughs> there we go. Boy, that's thank, it.
0: That yeah, come on. Clear. Boy, it's it's three three pounds five
2: pounds clear over a mile. He should be winning that by three lengths. Uh, yeah, oh, wait for the betting in him. public to see that race, at, that rating. Oh, I really look
0: forward by to winning lengths, that's By winning lengths, <laughs> By winning lengths. Yeah, I really look forward by to that free. race on Friday. he wins by um,
1: three lengths, I'm going missing for August. okay for august actually after all this
0: Uh, the three o'clock guys very very competitive coral golden mile handicap uh over the mile as the title would suggest 20 runners in it and at the moment anyway the godolphin horses are at the top of the market four to one noble dynasty shining blue 11 to two um i am with Jimi Hendrix here, Dan. I'm taking another chance with him. I think he... uh, So much went wrong for him at Newmarket, and I just think there's probably... I don't think we've seen... His ceiling yet. I think there's still a potential for more from him. He's obviously risen from 83 to 98, but I don't think he's done with yet. I just hope he can handle the track okay. But for me, uh, if the race was, if the race had gone a bit better for him at Newmarket, he was a victim of circumstance, and he won anyway. Mm. Uh, I just think there's more to him, and so it's Jimmy Hendrix for me. He's about seven to one at the moment.
2: I've so. just got this this draw albatross, and I, I keep going on about it. But he's in he's in 21, isn't he? It um, is not he Um it's a ridiculously what hot races you'd expect. Six of them are penalised for wins since the weights came out, including Sinjarin. As we know, he's going to have his form boosted comprehensively when uh-huh. Check and Challenge wins a previous race by hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, draw, a bit, bit of draw stuff. Don't want to bore you, and I don't want to make it clear I'm reading off a page, but I am. Winners of this in the last decade or so have been drawn 5 2 3 3 one 7 Oh, no. I mean, it is. It's a a massive draw race. And, I mean, it it doesn't make it much easier to select the winner. But Blue for you, I'm going to go for. He represents the same line as a horse. I always think is called Eileen Dub and I always think he's a filly. But it's Aileen Dew, apparently, according to the owners. We've seen him on track during the Sunday series. They ran against each other at York a couple of runs ago. And Blue for you. Has been out again since in another in a small field tactical race, doing his best work at the finish. He's drawn in one. Now, he, obviously, the, there are degrees. I don't want him buried on the rail and unable to get out. But as long as he doesn't miss the break this time, they can get him handy. I think plenty sets up well for him. First, first season with David O'Mary, Wells with Dermot. He's had three runs, three, four runs, all defeats, but all have been positive to differing degrees, and that continued last week at York.
0: Okay, blue for you for the David O'Meara, Danny Tudhope team. You've put me off Jimmy Hendrix with your draw stat, but I can't abandon them now. I've made my case. Tony, where, where, who do you fancy in this?
2: Same with same with Dan, blue for you. Uh, See, we can be lovers as well as fighters, can't <laughs> we? <laughs> you
0: now, Dan? Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a
1: mental
3: <laughs> image nobody
0: needs. <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Michael
2: Bolton sang that, didn't he? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's not
1: Michael like yeah, Bolton. <laughs> um, yeah, I like everything that Dan said and, and a bit more. Uh, David Amira, Mara, uh, won this in uh, 2020, had the runner-up last year. Um, he just screams like a horse has been laid out for this kind of race. Now, his best three runs have been in visors. He won in a first-time Visor for Dermot Well. The has been on for the last two starts, and it's no coincidence they, they've been uh, a step forward from these previous efforts. Um, you mentioned the Eileen Do form. Um, I thought the run last time was really curious. Um, you know, he had gone forward in the past. He, he went forward at Sandown and he had an ideal opportunity to do so at York last time. And he declined the invitation, held up at the back, was reeling in the winner all the way. It screamed like to me like they didn't really want to win um, and pick up another three pound penalty. Now, that, that run came off a mark of 96. He runs off 93 here, so he clearly well handicapped. He should have won last time off a three pound high mark. He's got the draw in one. He has gone forward before. The visor's on. And he he's just got everything in his favour. Why he...
2: is that? Why is he off ninety-three? Because he ran off 93. What caused him to be dropped?
1: He wasn't dropped, but he went up he went up for the eileen due
2: form, didn't he? To three pounds. And well, you In night. a week he can't have been pulled back down, can he? Yeah, but this is an early close. It's an early closer, rate, Oh, so. Uh, yeah. So he's off the original rating course Yeah. Sorry. Forgive well, me. You work for a handicapping firm. You, you might know that if you did. <laughs> no, we're a tipping firm nowadays. You
3: know
1: No, just like I said, he was, he was his price is going. Um, he was 16s and 14s across the board yesterday. Uh, he's now the 12s, but he's still the top price 12s of the sports book who are playing five places. Yeah, I, I really, really like his profile. I'll put in a word for another horse. Um, if they overwater uh, on, again, on Thursday, well, not overwater, but they put another five-min on, that'll be in Rebel Territory's favour. Um, the sports were, were alive to the fact that the horse he finished, he beat uh, back in five and a half lengths last time, back in third, Lyndon B, when he was really impressive at Sandown. Uh, he hit the front too soon there, but he travelled brilliantly throughout the race. Rebel Territory... Um, the sportsbook cut him into nines after B won on, on Wednesday, Wednesday evening. Um, uh, he's five pounds higher than that, but he's, uh, you know, Uzo's run really well since. Lindenby's come out of one there, and he's only, like I said, he's only put up five pounds for that. The problem is, and I think, you know, if you if you read the comments from Amanda Perrett, she a big horse, just only coming to himself, and he does really look progressive. The way he tanked for the race at Sandhound is really encouraging. The only problem is, on the three occasions he's encountered fast ground, they pulled him out. It um, was fast ground at the Hunt Cup when he was due to run there, and they self-certed him there. So I'm kind of thinking they might just they might be pulling him here. But and the only problem is if you tip in now at nine to one on maybe about elevens on the exchange, if they do run him on fast ground, that's un- clearly they think it's an obvious negative. But it all depends how the ground's riding. But blue for you is uh, the standout for me at twelve to one and Rebel der- territory. If it is good ground, if they whisk him. Uh, I think he's a big danger as well, but stands out.
0: Positive, positive uh, vibes for Blue for You, Kevin. Um, You must give something else to mention in this because it's just so competitive, surely.
3: Yeah, look, I stuck up Blue for for You a couple of starts back when they put the visor on. And um, I can definitely, no, 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 I'm not going again, but I can definitely see the case. I, I just can't help but think this is a small bit of an afterthought for them. Like why would they have run last week, you know, if this was the if this was the big goal? Um so that just put me off a little bit. And look, I'm um know what it's like putting up a fav in a race like this, but I had to do a, a, um, a, a five a, a five bets for Goodwood there um last week for this. And I put up Noble Dynasty for it, so I better stick with him, even though he's shortened up quite a bit now. Um look, he's these Godolphin handicappers have just been absolutely bombing mm. of late. Um, like th- this is a horse that has a huge profile, like he's 3.6 million yearling, um, huge pedigree, etc. But they're they're not afraid to kind of go slow with them. And this fellow was fav for the Hun cup, he'd been laid out for it. And um Charlie Appleby said as much himself, and he got balloted out. Um, so they went to Newmarket and, and I thought he won like like properly easily um over a mile there. And he gets away with a penalty here, a three-pound penalty. Like he's just one of those. He's just got to be a group horse, you just know it. It just has this ine- inevitability about it. And he's been fortunate, he's he's copped a low draw. And while it, it seems painfully obvious, and he has a very short price for, for what this race is. Um, you know, in the main, this is a whole bunch of quite exposed handicappers that are kind of plucking and picking, coming down, looking to go back up, whereas he's only going one way. And it just wouldn't be a surprise if he won this quite well, to be honest.
0: Okay, Some, sometimes it pays just to look at the obvious. We're all for that occasionally. he has is... got
3: a good record in this race, Vanessa,
1: as well, actually. Well, there we go. <laughs> well,
0: that's it. I'm, I'm done. Jimi Hendrix out the window. Hoof <laughs> out the window. Here we go. i go sorry, on.
3: I'm being a bit playful this morning.
0: Uh, if he, 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 if, and
3: look, if, if he drifts the second half close to the half, just lay the ears off because he's got no chance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, like, but like you said, I said, I can fully see the case. He's one of, you know, I think. I think looking at the exchange market as, as we speak here, I think even the fours with the sports, book, which is top price, I think that's coming under pressure.
0: OK, let's let's kick on to the sprint. The Qatar King, George Stakes, the Group 2 over the five furlongs. And this, Dan, is just really a rematch anyway. Well, the market suggests it is between um, Mitt Bahi, Razzle and Equilateral following on from their sandown down matchup in the group three there, obviously Razil won that. uh, And I was all aboard Mitt Bahi in that race. And I really want to stick. I want. I kind of want to stick with him to turn the places around. But actually, the more I watch it, the more I just think: Are we? Am I looking away from the absolutely glaringly obvious in that Rosal's just this improving sprinter now? And actually, it was a pretty solid performance from him. I know Mit Bar he met traffic, but Rosal I thought was very strong at the finish.
2: Yeah, he did. He did do well to sustain his run down the outside. He's been a remarkable success story for for our chums, hasn't he? I mean, he. He's made amazing strides. Um, but I think even they'd admit that they'd have been, they were glad that Mitt Bar, he got wrapped up on the rail because he travelled at least as well as Russell and couldn't open up fully and was closing to the line. So they maybe did get away with one there. There's a, a minor turnaround at the weights. I think Mick Bar is actually one pound worse off, but had he got out, maybe he'd have given... That sort of beating to Russell, anyway. But those, two, obviously, they are taking a lot out of the market, and it's it's one piece of form. Both look Goodwood horses, but we know Acklam Express is a Goodwood horse. He's coming into it on the back of a an excellent third in the King's Stand, two hundred to one. It's easily easy to be sniffy, but this is a significantly lesser race for obvious reasons. Um, and I remember him here as a two-year-old winning the nursery at the track and proving very effective. Now he hasn't won since he was a two-year-old. That's something to factor in, but he's kept really hot company. And this looks a big step down. I quite like that drawing, 10 as well. Seen a couple of races, haven't we? Where getting the near side rail has been no bad thing. We saw that two-year-old of Hannon's Trillium burst through to collar rocket Rodney near side um on the Wednesday. So I quite like 10 and it's a significant significantly lesser race.
0: Okay. Um that is a good shout, I think. Nigel Tinkler down to Goodwood. I think he has an excellent record at the track as well. I can see lots of attraction there. Um, Tony, who are you fancying this? Are we going away for are you going away from the sand down form like Dan is?
1: I'll keep it very brief. I mean ten of the ten of the eleven in here are separated by five pounds on official ratings. And I thought it was just a you know devilishly hard. I hope Pontus wins, so so uh, Luke Harvey can have a go at uh, uh, interviewing a Czech person who can speak. <laughs> Stop. If you, did, if you didn't, if didn't very ITV funny. Itb person having clipped <laughs> up that, that car crash yesterday. <laughs> they should do. It was it was, it was, it was hilarious. I, a lot of people would just say having a slagging off, but I do like Luke because he doesn't take himself too seriously. But it's a good job because yeah, that yeah. was just like <laughs> yeah. car crash. No, no
3: opinion
0: no opinions okay look, we can keep it snappy with no opinions uh what about you kev any opinion in this yeah i do
3: give damn kind of a chance okay. um yeah the last time he was at goodwood he, he lagged up in the, in the shorts cup go back a few years um, off a mark of one hundred and seven, off the right horse in the making, and um, he's had a few bumps in the road since. Few absences, um, lost his testicles along the way as well, but um, <laughs> he he's actually very unexposed. That's, so uh, uh, way at
2: Goodwood this week, apart from <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's actually very unexposed at five, <laughs> and I think he um, I think it suits him. And based on what we saw at Newmarket last time, like he looked he looked all pace in the Palace House and only just ended up holding on. So back to Goodwood, fast five. Um, drawn, you know, a little bit, you know, better than mid, better than the middle towards this near side. Um, I thought coming here fresh, you might just uh, make an old bold bid there.
0: Okay, wide open group two, the feature on day four of Glorious Goodwood. Moving on to the group three, the Queen's Plate, the Glorious Stakes, Queen's Plate, Glorious Stakes, um, at four ten over the mile four furlongs. And again, it's Godolphin to the four here. And Dan, this horse rebels romance at the top of the market, seven to four as things stand. Strange old profile with that sort of one turf win. And um, I think people were questioning why they'd always run him on the well, you know, he have been abroad, obviously, but mm. he's been on synthetic services and then uh, bolted in at Newmarket didn't seem to be an issue for him and now he comes here with a, a, an odd enough profile but still loads of promise basically
2: yeah what I mean it is a it is an unusual profile but what a start that was on turf you just come back off a, a layoff it's your first run at a mile and a half I know he's a slowly run race and so not a test of stamina but he ends up running to a big figure probably a career best figure in winning by a decisive margin Mm-hmm. I, I unless you think that he's not going to quite get home under a more punishing race at a mile and a half i'm sort of struggling to find negatives with him that makes the race rather unappealing for me i could see a case for fancy man at the prices he too we we know him better as an old weather horse but that was an absolutely smashing return to turf off a of high mark in the old newton cup get Shirty, sure to the winner came into it on the, winning a royal ascot handicap so he might be something i'd side towards at eight with with nine running and the three places available, but I'm not, I'm not mad keen to get this favourite.
0: No, I I would agree with lots of what you said there, Tony. Do you have a strong view in this?
2: Yeah, I probably placed like um, the favourite.
1: enough. Oh, uh, oh God! I mean, he needs, you know, that was his first run since February uh, when winning that race last time. Uh, you know, obviously, he proved his ability to act on turf and over a mile four, but. I mean, the price of seven to four is just too short. I mean, he's, he's got very little on hand on form of a lot of these. Um, you know, if that seven to four translates into probably about 1.6 in the place market, I'll be happy to lay him the first three places there. Um, if you're looking for each alternative against him, uh, regal reality on his first start at mile four is an obvious one. One at this meeting four years ago comes in in good form, but when I spoke to Ryan about it, he just said he is worried about the fact that this horse is starting slowly on his, on his two starts this season, finishing off his race well, but starting slowly. And you probably don't want to be doing that round here. And obviously, Desert Encounter is, is the, um, the course horse, isn't he? He won this in 19, second in 2020, never been at the first two at Goodwood. And you would imagine he's been primed for this again. And, you know, he's four teams with a sports book. He, I think you can get bigger elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, if you are looking for an each-way bet, maybe Regal Reality or Desert Encounter, but I haven't decided whether I'm playing it, but I probably will, well, I will be laying uh, the favourite for a place if I can get him in the bag around
3: about 8 to 15
0: Strong pants for the favourite for Dan and strong negative for Tony. That's why you joined this podcast for this sort of differing To go away
3: absolutely <laughs>
2: confused with no sound <laughs> <Yeah. summer> conclusion <laughs> I whatsoever. I love it. You can actually do both there, though. You can still back him to win and play You can do
0: both. Uh, Kev, where did you land?
2: Um, I put the faf To be honest, Yeah, we
0: go. Um, yes, just because because
3: I, I you know it's one of those races you you look at it and you're like, oh, we'll, we'll try and get this fav beat, and you start picking through the rest, and you're like, uh, 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 etc. <laughs> Um, and I just I don't like with,
0: those noises on a podcast. I don't, I just, I'm not, not here for that.
3: <laughs> I just ended up coming, getting back through them all, and going, "Yeah, Fab's probably going to win, isn't he?" <laughs> and like, look, it was impressive. Like, I think he surprised everyone. He it was, was the Fab. He didn't surprise everyone, but he certainly surprised me because um, he's such a funny old profile going into new markets. But in fairness to me, he was very impressive. And look, if that's real, and I, I think it probably is. Um, he, he just needs to reproduce, I think, to to win. Because I, I just suspect an awful lot of these won't do their thing for for various reasons. So, a little bit boring. But there you go, rebels' romance.
1: This could be a new podcast uh thing, couldn't it? i mean Vanessa just reads out the name of the horse, and you just grunt or. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm see, sure. see how yeah, so but the, 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 see how see how well the listeners interpret my my grunts and yeah. <laughs> Um. So yeah, positive. I, I
1: suppose posi- the person in the next room to you has been doing
3: that all night, haven't they? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ed, 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 Ed Chamberlain's next door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's not go down this rabbit hole, guys. Um, the chandelier um,
1: came down about four o'clock, didn't it, Ed?
0: Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, the, the 4.45, the six furlong coral handicap. Uh, it's the nursery, obviously Bigfield Nursery. Bolt Action is your favourite. Roger Berry and David Egan. Uh, I would like to take, I'm putting up here, Kassib for Clive Cox, um you'd look at this horse's profile and think how can you put up a horse that got beaten in a Foss last nursery but he was beaten by a horse of Rafe Beckett's who I think uh was thrown in I think they've probably got his mark a bit wrong uh, her mark I think it is a bit wrong um that runs again this week in Newmarket I think the third has come out and won at Chelmsford and Kasib just got really lit up in the race itself um I was hopeful of more from him that day, but he really threw away his chance at about three quarters of the way through the race. I think if he could just settle a bit better, um, I think he has a bit of a chance off a mark of 82. And this very competitive nursery he has got a bit more experience than a few in here. And he's the horse I quite like in this, Dan.
2: Yeah, I quite do like that experience angle. That's something to note generally, but um I said, I, you said I was really confident with the Fav in the previous. I wasn't really. I just thought I didn't find massive negatives with him. Uh, but I am keen on this favourite. I think he's got a real chance of 92. Um, he's run twice so far. This is bolt action. I don't think this is that strong a race. I think we know where we stand with loads of these to say it's a two year old race. Um, he's an unknown quantity because bundles, when he went through as a breezer, um, at Leicester, he gave, he gave a four-length beating to a horse called New Definition, who had experience and was odds-on, won his next start, New Definition, and has been fourth at a list, at listed level since. He then, on only the second start of his life, has gone into a Windsor Castle and was beaten just about four lengths behind Little Big Bear, Rocket Rodney just touched off in the Molcombe. Eddie's boy held his own for a long way in the Molecum, and Chateau, who you and I are hoping at the time recording, we'll be boosting that form himself as well.
0: Absolutely. And he already has
2: done so at Newbury. Um, so I just think that's strong form. And I think if he's doing that on his second run, there's at least another seven or eight pounds worth of improvement in him. I'm sure he can reach three figures. And if he does so, I think he'll be too well handicapped for these. I think the fact they are going for this is interesting in itself. I very much must really like this mark too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Top weight then, bolt action, favourite 11 to four right now, Tony. Um, who's you fancy in it please yeah,
1: I, I like bolt action but I'm not really enamored by the price um I'm with you here Vanessa I think Kasib mm-hmm. is is very interesting up to up to six furlongs
0: yeah
1: um, they've actually dropped him a pound for that um that uh Foss last run, which is generous as you said given the thirds come out of one um yeah I think I thought 10 to one was probably probably the pick of the prices in that race. But it's it's not a strong opinion. But if I was going to put one up, it will be Carcy at tens.
0: Great, I like an agreed opinion. Kevin, who do you fancy in this?
3: And um, with Patty's Day, uh, one first time out of Windsor, they lobbed him into the um, lobbed him into the Coventry. It was a little bit too much too soon. Um, look, you'd rather he's a few pounds lower, but um, I, I like that kind of profile. You know, early promise, chucked in a little bit too deep, back into camera waters. Um, you know, bolt action obviously fits that profile as well. But Paddy's day is is many many multiples of his price, so he'll do for me.
0: Okay, that covers the nursery then, which wraps up ITV's coverage on day four. So now it's just naps time, guys, and I better go first because I'm winning on all the naps. So did I already mention that? I think I might have done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna nap. Check and challenge, obviously, Tony. Aye, obviously. Aye. Uh, Dan, who are you napping?
2: Oh, I'm so tempted to do the same for the... Do it. The do, it. Do, it. do it. Do it. I want to put bolt, bolt up action, but no, I will go with check and challenge. Please. Come on. <laughs> Come
0: on. <laughs> Come
3: on, Calvin. Play the game. Play as, the game.
1: As he's £10 clear on my ratings, I should. <laughs> I really should be putting up check and challenge here. But
2: uh,
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with... It's either Milton's in the first or it's going to be Bayside Boy. Um, I'm going to go super super Jack in the first
0: oh okay okay super super Jack for you two votes for Jack and Challenge Kevin who's your nap on day four of glorious Goodwood
3: I've oh, got noble dynasty and for me is quite an uninspiring day <laughs>
0: yeah a little bit of an uninspiring day I would agree with you with that uh, but look that about wraps up the show for today that was day four done and dusted one more day still to come uh, I hope the week is going well for you guys and as always thank you very much for listening